1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this... Let's go over the ground rules. Pelican Brewing presents the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Spray visit with the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Spray is brought to you by Pelican Brewing, born at the beach. All right, Daily Ticker Time here on a Tuesday. Brought to you on the fan by Pelican Brewing Company, born of the beach, online at pelicanbrewing.com. Let's go to Omaha. One of the big coaching hires from the weekend came in Nebraska. Much debated, is it still a good job? Is Kansas a better job than Nebraska? My co-host dared float that notion hey, out there. it looked like a good take a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and now, well... I don't know. Well, they got a new head coach. Let's bring on our good buddy, Josh Peterson. At Josh Tweeterson on Twitter, 1620 The Zone over in Omaha. Josh, good morning to you, man. I, I'm i happy for you that Nebraska's made a hire. I'm sad for myself because I lose the entertainment value on Twitter of watching people yell at you and get angry with you every time one of these is floated out there. Uh, Matt Rule hired. I think it's a home run. How are Nebraska fans feeling?
3: Good morning, boys. And also, I would add, uh, don't worry, people will still yell at me, so that that's not going to stop anytime (laughs) soon. I I think that I think people are pretty excited about this hire. Uh, I I definitely have noticed that there is some residual, like, hurt feelings over buying in on previous coaching hires. You know, Scott Frost, the Golden Boy, he returns home. Everyone bought into that immediately. I mean, even people talked themselves into Mike Riley, Bill Callahan before that. Bo Pelini was supposed to be another home run hire, so. I think that Husker fans are hearing some of the national folks say, "Hey, you got another home run higher," and they're saying, "Hey, you, you told me that last time, you know." So they, they don't—I don't think they want to get their their feelings hurt a, a little too much, a little too early. But I think generally people are receiving this move. Uh, from Trev Alberts and Matt Rule, pretty well.
4: Uh, Josh, I I know this year was really tough. I mean, the one of the teams they lost to didn't even win a game in North America. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, well, that's not easy, buddy. You know, it's not easy to go. No. Hey,
2: Northwestern
4: doesn't need to catch a stray out of this, yeah, all right? Do. And Mike Greenberg had a dumb <laughs> Ohio State tweet this weekend, so he deserves it. Um, but I, I I ask you this because we talked about this job, and 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 Dirt feels differently than I. Dirt seems to think Nebraska fan is level-headed and the expectations have been changed and now they'll be happy with eight and four. And I guess I ask you this, Matt Rule comes in, he had great success, albeit very short-lived, at Baylor. What are realistic expectations for Nebraska fans? Has Nebraska fans said, you know what, by golly, I'll be happy with nine and three if we can get there?
3: I I think that in the short term that he is correct. I think that Husker fans would really be happy just to get back to a bowl game for the first time since 2016 they'd be happy to have a eight or a nine win season for the first time since 2016 but i also know that you know underneath all of that like sadness and hey i just want to watch a team that wins some football games again is that beast that is waiting to be unleashed so i think it's really easy Mm. for all of us at this moment in time And, and i would put myself into this boat too to say hey if they, if they can win nine games again, if Matt Rule could make them a double-digit win team and you're three or four like he's done at Temple and Baylor, I think that that would be good. But I also know that when you, you start reaching your, your first goal, that you end up having bigger goals. And so it's, it's easy, I think, for a lot of us in this moment, as they have struggled so much on the football field, to say that. I, I, I do think that people around here, honestly, I think they just want a team that doesn't embarrass them on a on a weekly basis. But I also know that the old guard is going to start demanding more if, if they start reaching those goals, especially if, if Rule's able to do what he did at Temple and Baylor, and that was double-digit win seasons by year three. I, I know the conversation would ramp up pretty quickly. Josh, yeah. I,
4: you just blew my mind. Like, I knew you guys were down and out. But oh, like, it's bad, buddy. To hear no bowl <laughs> game since 2016 sounds egregious right now. Oregon State hasn't even done that.
3: It's it's crazy. When you look at the list of Power 5 programs that have not been to a bowl game in that stretch, the list is one. It is it is Nebraska. Kansas was like the one holdover, wow. and they, of course, made a bowl game earlier. You know, they, they're going to a bowl game this season. It's It's been a rough stretch, and I, I think that this season might have humbled people around here a little bit more. You know, I, I feel like I've been yelling into the void the last couple of seasons trying to say, hey, this this is what Nebraska football is. Don't expect seven wins. Don't expect eight wins coming into 2022. And, you know, I, I argued with people for months, and then sure enough, they got off to the start that they did, Scott Frost was fired they, they they are in a very particular neighborhood right now and that's that's why one of the things that I really like from Matt Rule at his press conference on Monday was like he said look uh, right now we want to get to a bowl game and that like that that's kind of the, the immediate goal and after that it's about you know reaching conference championships and maybe mm-hmm. contending for national championships but that is not what I am going to talk about right now because it is not fair for us to talk about that and so I thought he handled that expectations question that all new coaches get better than the previous hires Nebraska has had in the last two decades.
2: Yeah, to be fair to your point, too, on the old guard coming back out, Then if you get to 9 or 10 wins, then you're Bo Pellini again. You know, hey, he's winning a lot, but he's not winning the big game. We need him to win the big game. Josh Peterson is our guest. 16-20 uh, the zone in Omaha. It's it's crazy to think how wrong everybody was on Scott Frost, and I know we had you on, I think, when the firing happened. Hell, even when the hiring happened, and it's like, this is a honeymoon. The guy's coming home, national championship player, he's going to turn the program around. Now that you've because that firing happened in like week two or week three it was right out of the gate of the season now that you've had a couple of months like how do you reflect and how do people reflect on what the hell happened man i that was one that seemed like the biggest no-brainer of all time for what he did in central florida going back like if anybody knows how to win at home it's him we're dealing it with uh, with it with jonathan smith right now in corvallis like he comes back to oregon state he's the guy that knows how to win there and now they're winning again what the hell happened with scott frost
3: well, I, I think it's a, it's a lot of things, um, you know, in the in the years as they unfolded, and especially ever since he's gotten fired, what's going to happen is you're going to have people kind of, you know, start spilling a little bit more tea on on what happened behind the scenes. And one of the things that has been a constant through line with everyone that I talk to and every reporter that I read here locally is terribly unorganized, mm-hmm. just not a very organized coach. And that went all the way back, guys, to – Some of his immediate days and weeks on the job, not returning phone calls from recruits. And that disorganization, I mean, it it, it ended up being the very end kind of downfall for him. I I talked to somebody in the lead-up to the the Northwestern game, told me that he missed three meetings in Ireland. Three meetings in Ireland. How long were they in Ireland for, like a week? Not even a week. And he missed coaches' meetings while he was there. And so I think that you just had this top-down culture that was not what any of us – expected and 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 so I think I would begin there I don't think that he was the leader that any of us thought you know I'm still I guess puzzled by how UCF was able to have the success that they did but if if I talk it out and I look back at past you know champions across college football it's not like I'm going to say Gene Chizik was some great head coach (laughs) and he won a national championship at Auburn so I think that there can certainly be some lightning in the bottle that happened for him at UCF but yeah I mean it really disappointing and I think that Around here, there's a lot of fans that that really are kind of feel burned by Scott Frost and that they they were sold a bill of goods with him in particular. And the promises that he made, he did not keep. And it it goes beyond winning football. It really goes to, did it seem like he actually wanted to be at Nebraska Mm. by the end? Was he daring Trev Alberts to fire him in a sense? Mm. I, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I know that there are fans who kind of feel at the end that this guy was just totally checked out. And he didn't want to be the head coach, and and he was kind of happy to get fired when he was, and so he could collect that entire fifteen million buyout instead of it being cut in half just a few weeks later.
4: Well, I, I want to ask you a question about that rule, but like you just kind of, you just made me think. Like, what was he doing in Ireland, chasing tail? Like, what's Scott Frost doing to not go to drinking a lot of Guinness, baby? <laughs>
3: Well, and then there were some photos that came out of of players that they were at, you know, one of those Guinness factories in the days leading up. And, you know, I got I remember sharing and I got some pushback saying, hey, hey, come on, they're they're over there. You know, who cares? And it's like, I mean, yeah, I guess so. But the game starts just a few days from now is, you know, someone who trains for, you know, marathons. I know what alcohol can do to me in the lead up to a big race. And I try to cut it out. And so big game, you know, big moment for the program. and, And the players were out there in public and all these photos surfaced. I don't know why he missed the meetings, though, to go back to the original question about him. It was really curious to hear that. I know that Mickey Joseph, when he got hired, one of the things that I was heard from him was just being really surprised at what time Frost and other coaches would roll in to the stadium. Mickey Joseph is a guy who would arrive at 6 a.m. Some of the other coaches wouldn't get there until 8 or 9 o'clock in the morning and you know I, sometimes it's been nice over the years to maybe roll into the office a little bit later but i mean these are big time highly paid college football coaches that was one of the first things that mickey joseph who was the interim head coach and we'll see what happens with him in the coming days and weeks in his future at nebraska but he mentioned that at one of his early press conferences we're rolling in early again and we're changing how we operate and that was in direct response to how Scott Frost and company had been operating. It sounds
4: like Frost realized the greatest gig in sports is the fired coach gig. he's a said, good gig, If I man. get fired now, I'll get the full buyout versus <laughs> if I get fired after October, whatever, they're going to cut it in half. Uh, what do you think about the hire by rule? He gets the OC out of South Carolina. That's his first big move. I'd imagine, I mean, Nebraska's kind of flexing their financial muscles here with the Frost buyout um and now with the Matt Rule contract we got a quarterback coming what what's next for Nebraska after this OC hire
3: Yeah that's going to be the thing now right is is what's going to happen with the portal they've already sent out quite a few offers to uh high school players I think I think the first step right now is going to be uh, personally I think locking down Casey Thompson not a perfect quarterback by any means mm-hmm. but the offense was much different with him on the field this year versus off the field you know it's funny guys there were reports coming out of the summer that he maybe was a disliked guy on the team. He wasn't fitting in well. And In hindsight, I wonder if that should have told us, yeah, it's because the team is soft. And this guy was coming in and being a very demanding quarterback. He already did an interview with a local paper here in Omaha yesterday saying that Matt Rule reminds him of himself being a grinder. And so I think if they could keep Casey Thompson and then go to the portal and try to bring in some skill talent, they certainly need to shore up the line. It could be a team that – I think could certainly match the four wins and maybe a little bit more. I, I don't know if I'm ready to put an expectation on next year because we got to see the rest of the staff. we got to see what the roster looks like. But I think keeping him I really think is the most important thing for Matt Rule uh, to do right now. I, I give it a solid BB+. Plus. Of a higher. I, I think that Nebraska could have done a lot worse. I think the floor has been raised a lot. I just mm-hmm. want to know what that ceiling is going to look like for Nebraska football in the coming years. Yeah, that's a really good way to put
2: it. Always entertaining Nebraska football at uh, Josh Peterson on Twitter. Go give him a follow, Josh Peterson. 1620 the zone in Omaha. We always appreciate the time. Thanks for entertaining my Twitter feed, and uh, we'll catch up again soon, buddy.
3: <laughs> Boys, looking forward to the next conversation. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me.
0: Okay, picture this.